Let's be very clear about this. The, the death of Jesus did not occur because the religious leaders plotted against him. The death of Jesus did not occur because Judas betrayed him. Or because the crowd cry out, cried out for Barabbas instead of Jesus. The death of Jesus did not occur because the Roman government sentenced him to death. And Jesus did not die because the centurion soldiers whipped him unmercifully. At any time, Jesus could have declared that his glory was too precious to disrobe in front of sinners. At any time, at any time, Jesus could have proclaimed that his position was too high to condescend to the needs of sinners. At any time, Jesus could have announced to all that his power was too great to lay aside for sinners. Jesus could have told the world that his heavenly possessions were far too valuable to waste on sinning mortals. At any time, at any time, Jesus could have declared that his blood was too sacred to spill for sinners. That his hands were too holy to be pierced for sinners. At any time, Jesus could have walked away telling all of us lost souls that his life was too majestic for him to surrender it for sinners. Instead, instead, it is verse 8 that gives us the glorious good news. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Even death on a cross. What we do today, this whole service starts there. We have to start there at the foot of the cross. These verses make sense only when we start there. I mean, what a message for a world where we talk about self-care and self-esteem and selfies and just plain self. But have you ever noticed that nowhere in the Bible 
Are we taught to feel good about ourselves? Or to build our self-esteem? We are instead told to esteem others, to honor the accomplishments of others, and to promote others ahead of ourselves. The New Testament is filled with this very strange notion of putting others first. Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Ephesians 5.21 Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. 1 Peter 5.5 Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Do y'all remember that that t-shirt that was fairly popular 10 years ago maybe I, I might still be I don't know. But it had a, a it showed a, a school of fish swimming one way and there was one fish swimming in the other direction. Do y'all remember that? Well, a while back there was a t-shirt and you'd have this school of fish swimming this way, and you had one going the other way, and it usually had a cross on it. A sign that Christians go against the current. And oftentimes we find ourselves going against the currents in society. We're swimming against the current culture. The me first generation. Although that is poorly named because I have met people of every generation who just impress the heck out of me. I, I see the good in the generations to come. But I also recognize there is this movement as a group among us where it's all about us and the light. And me first. This is a place. This is a place, maybe even the place, where right now at this point in time, we Christians can make a huge and wonderful impact on our world. To live the Jesus life. To follow the example the very Son of God set for us for every generation. Today on World Communion Sunday, we celebrate that we aren't that lonely fish. We celebrate that across the world, Christians unite in sharing our sacred meal. We are not alone because we honor our God together.
who put us first ahead of himself. I invite you to turn to the great thanksgiving.